Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it and learned something and hope you fed your own curiosity. You can support the podcast directly at anchor.fm slash feedingcuriosity, well, one word, slash support. Also, I'd like to thank the sponsors for this podcast as well. And I'd just like to thank Anchor for being able to be there to give us the platform to have it out there on all the platforms available to us podcasters. With that, everyone, thank you all for one more time, and I'll see you all next time. Hello, everyone. Eric Wenzel here, and always, I'm your host on Feeding Curiosity. And today's episode, I'm not going to do any spiel. I'm actually just going to jump right into who the guest today because I'm a little excited. So our guest today is Mike Tacona, one of my oldest friends, and... Um, basically kind of like one of the building blocks of why this podcast team exists so me and mike and just if you guys have been following along on feeding curiosity for a while now we are a group of friends who talk all the time together and we have really in-depth conversations and for me i am always absorbing information but it's hard to sometimes find someone who's going to listen to you uh, or you can talk back with these things or at least they'll be somewhat interested in it and mike is one of those people that from the very beginning i've always been able to just have these conversations about hey dude i'm reading this or i'm in the books about that or whatever and i mean he's definitely told me that he's t- tuned me out before because i have so much to say and that's totally fine <laughs> but like before that like even though he's a person that can listen he's a person that is very nuanced in his own way and he's always there when you want to push yourself because he's never going to say you can't do something he's always there when you need him to kind of check you and be like i don't know if you should be doing that dude like that kind of thing and I've always wanted him to be on the podcast and he was actually on the very first episode we were talking about Elon Musk and inspiration but that was before I decided that we're going to do interview stuff and since then he's been finishing up his nursing degree so he's been super busy and he we finally got time where he's finishing up his degree which is he actually took his test over this weekend which is the first week of November and so I was able to get him on here and it was an amazing podcast. He turned the tables on me a little bit <laughs> and interviewed me and I got to tell my story a little bit more or at least some of it. And yeah, and then we wound up getting a little into just kind of how people orient themselves and like setting goals and being able to knock things out kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed this. And it was it was very fun and a very different podcast. And we get very long-winded in certain parts of it. But if you push through, we, we I think we got a lot out of this. And we'll have more and more podcasts in the future with this stuff. So I hope you'll enjoy this episode with Mike Dakota. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. And... This one's been a long time coming. We are joined by Mike Tacona, and hello. Go ahead, Mike. Give us a little deal. Who are you, and what do you do? You know, oh. Alcoholics Anonymous style. <laughs> Not really. Even though we have been drinking a little bit. Uh, but. <laughs> so today was fasting steak and whiskey day. Ooh, there you go. And we hosted it at my house. Um, we stopped and well, Eric has the butcher box. I, being a recently converted vegetarian slash vegan <laughs> most of the time, to a carnivorian, my own word. Um, so we decided to have a little podcast and meat celebration. Yeah. 
It was very good. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good meat. So, I guess that's, like, a perfect starting point because uh, you can kind of just go over. You've basically tried almost every diet there is to try at this point. So, you know, <laughs> I, people ask me all the time, oh, Mike, you're on the new fad diet. You know, I, I try to stay on top of my research, so I kind of think that I'm a little ahead of the curve. You know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but because I, I like science and I kind of have a, a sort of science background, um, I think that, like, with the podcasting and the YouTubing and the reading, I kind of am a little ahead of the curve. And then I get into these things, and uh, people start to ask me oh so now you're you're doing keto or no now you're a vegan it's like well yeah i like to do self-experimenting because to me that's that's fun i love that word self-experiment i I just think it's such a crazy you know that's kind of what i view this whole thing as is this idea of of the blog and the podcast is is we're experimenting with so many different things like we're experimenting with ideas we're experimenting with our lives and we're experimenting with just all of it right and a huge part of it i think is just optimizing who you are is food and your sleep right oh my god because that's like that's what you do what you put in every day and then how you end your day and you begin your day are your two most important things and you know me and you we do these conversations we have these kind of conversations every day pretty much you know (laughs) discord or at the gym or at lunch or just text messages of like hey i listened to this podcast check this out with like niacin like i was telling you earlier today (laughs) I'm really excited now because I'll have a little extra free time to kind of be able to pursue my outside extracurricular activities um, yeah Yeah. and and interests I mean I'll still be doing the bachelor's program coming up in in January but but you'll save a lot of time I'll save a lot of time because it's going to be different topic like right now the the brunt's over with yeah like the the rush to like Mm -hmm. memorize all the stuff and do all the the grunt work, so to speak, right? So yeah. go my, back. My stress levels have already significantly I feel like, increased. I feel like it seems like you're not. Yeah. Like we've been playing video games a little bit. It's like relaxing the last few days, and you're yeah. just like not even worried about it because nobody comes up. You're like, man, I feel like I got to do all these things. Like I got to test tomorrow or whatever. Exactly. No, I haven't <laughs> felt that way, even though I've been doing more things. Like not more things. I've been doing things um, to kind of bridge myself into my professional life. Right. I've been waiting for that, so I'm not stressed. I'm excited. And to me, that's, like, the best feeling to have is to be excited to do something um, that's meaningful to me because I've been waiting for this for a very long time. Right. So kind of go back up a little quick and explain what you've been doing, like, for the last, what, four years almost? Yeah. Three and a half, maybe? Um, I wish I could say it was med school. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. No, yeah. (laughs) But um, I've been really trying to do, like I was saying earlier, self-experimenting. So... To me, that is the biggest... Mm, okay, so that, that's the most powerful tool a human being can have, in my eyes, is the power to self-explore, mm-hmm. to explore the world. Because we all have um, the ability to do so, but it's, can you get out of your comfort zone? So for me, <laughs> you know, working in a bar, working in cars, I try to do as many different jobs as I can, talk to as many people as I can, Getting into healthcare was one of the most important things um, because it kind of taught me how to stay disciplined and to realize what I truly, really am 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 doing in my life and Mm -hmm. what I really want to do with my life because I I experienced so many hardships from other people that it's a humbling experience. So I'm definitely doing things uh, geared towards my interests while helping those who you know, who need help. And it's the most gratifying feeling ever. So what I've been doing really 
it's just being in school and working a lot. Right. <laughs> and it, it seems like a, a, a boring thing, but everybody has to go through <laughs> that. Everybody has to go through that. And that's what I was saying. Like, I'm growing. Yeah. I'm growing. And in order to get to a place where I feel whole, you have to grow. You know, you mm-hmm. can't just be a husk your whole life. You have to <laughs> fill it, right? So... Well, there's something deeper, right? There's something that calls us in some way, yeah. right? If you think about it. Right. Um, and I, I think from what you're saying is actually kind of... Is, is really important um, because you're... You know, you can make it real simple, right? Where you're just that person who's like, I'm just... You know, I work and go to school, right? You can make a real simple, real plain. But that's not what you do on a daily basis. No. Right? That was very plain. It's very plain. And you can you can make your life seem really uninteresting when you say something like that. Mm-hmm. But what you do on a daily basis is way different. Right. Because there's a lot more processes and thought processes um, that go into it in a deeper level, if yeah. you think about it. You know, you kind of go, you know, from my point of view is every day I wake up, right? I think about all the things I'm doing. Um, you, you wind up having school work, right? And then whatever else comes in between that. Right. But what the things you do outside of those obligations is what for, form who you are and who you're going to be and how you, how well you perform in those obligatory activities. Right. And so I think what you've been doing lately is is you you've really is striking a balance between those two things. And from what I've seen as you're doing this nursing program is you're able to finally find something that you just were able to just put your head to the grindstone, basically. Absolutely. Like just a hundred percent, like more than a hundred percent commit. Yeah. Like just being able like knowing full well what you were up like doing every day and like all the tests you were doing and right. reading all the tests or questions you were doing. So let me let me tell you that I think that was something I was longed for was I needed to have something to put my, my head to the grind, my nose to the grindstone <laughs> with, um, was because I'm the type of person who has very uh, intimate fixations on things. So if someone uh, hands me something, I immediately, not assume, but I strive to be someone who's not just like a novice at it. Like I want to be able to be a decent, like an advanced beginner by tomorrow or in a week. (laughs) So I'm always trying to do things better than just, well, you know, you gave it your best. Right. Because, you know, we all have the capability of doing things to be great at everything. I 100% To be great at everything. (laughs) It just so happens to be, well, how motivated are you to try to to reach being great? Um. So for me, I felt like I was very mediocre really? <laughs> in a lot of things. <laughs> okay, maybe I have talents here and there, but I, I attribute that to having a very athletic background. But, like, so what? Like, I can do a handstand or I can shoot a three-point shot. What the? Where does that, where does that get me in? Like, right. What really needed to happen was I needed to get my mind in order because mm-hmm. I was all over the place. I was trying to be a jack-of-all-trades without a trade you know I was just being jack and to me I needed to have something to really focus on so that yeah. way when I had that fixation of I'm going to go to nursing school I'm going to kick ass right you know I'm going to learn as much as I can I'm leaving nursing school feeling like a competent like there's so More many stages right? there's so many <laughs> different stages of being a nurse um, right and right now I feel like competent where I can walk into a job and, and perform the job to the best ability possible as a new graduate and be totally and comfortable. Comfortable. But what I'm getting at is putting that, 
having that fixation of really studying and really just trying to be great at something mm -hmm. allowed me to feel less stress in my in my daily life mm -hmm. so I could pursue extracurricular activities I could travel I can go and make money to do things that are more meaningful to me mm -hmm. and also that's a balance right you can't have one without the other so there are a lot of naysayers in school in general. Um, I mean, maybe if I went to med school, would it be different because I have to study like eight hours a day? Right. Or you know, I don't know if that's a stretch or not. So what I'm saying is, would I be able to, with that time, actually do it's all scales. More, more personal things? Right? right. So when I hear people saying that in nursing school, I'm like, okay, okay, nursing school is not easy by any means. Right. It's not easy by any means, but if you have a work ethic, you can do it. Now, when I would talk to people and they would say, how do you have time to do all these things you're doing? Mm -hmm. And we'll get more into detail Yeah, we'll get detail different details as stories come up, but yeah. I, I'm like, well, because I'm not stressed out. Right. Because I'm doing what I want to do. I'm, I'm allotting my time, I'm allotting my work, and I'm getting a, the perfect life-work-school balance, life balance to actually live a happy, meaningful life. Right. Well, I think, too, part of it... From what I can see as like an outsider, you know, looking yeah. looking into nursing, what it feels like to me is that the way the curriculums are structured it is is designed in a way that provokes anxiety. Because going into it, you have this humongous workload, and then they give you it up front and they're like, Oh, by the way, right up right behind that, they just say, You have a test on this in a week. Or not even a week, right? Oh, that's you, a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what that what that does is it pre-primes your mindset going into this to say, oh my God, how am I going to handle it? That's like really, that's a really ineffective way for learning, especially in a, Very in a, in a situation where you're going to be learning things that could potentially save someone's life. We're going to be already in a high stress environment. So you need, I mean, I guess part of that kind of mimics that high stress environment, but it artificially heightens it. So then your memory, like being able to remember things doesn't, isn't as easy or natural or okay. fluid like yeah. the flow state you know <laughs> now the flow state is something that not many people achieve absolutely not and I, I was a tutor in the lab um and the majority of my work was handling like first and second year and third year situations and problems and they would yeah. always ask me about the tests mm -hmm. because the tests are designed to be like the state license exam which is which is really tricky mm -hmm. is that the nclex yeah the nclex um, N-C-L-E-X, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually don't really know. I don't know the acronym either, but <laughs> it's available for all those who need it. Just, you know, use yeah. a Google machine. So, so our <laughs> program specifically is really focused on NCLEX passing rates. So oh, okay. those who can't wrap their heads around it soon enough get, What's weed, the, get weeded like, out. What's the break-off point, like, percentage-wise? Like, is there a um, failure? Like, what there, is there is, and there is... Um, a statistics breakdown that I have. Uh, I, I, we can put it in the show up. notes. We can put it in the we'll show notes. We'll put it in the show notes um, for our success rates uh, for passing this exam. And I think in 2017, it was like 96 or 98, okay. 98%. So a really good program. Really, really good. Compared to a lot, like I know UIC was like 60 or 61. Wow. Right. Like they were like borderline losing accreditation, but they're a state school. So I'm sure they can, right, so they can make it whatever right. they need to do. So, okay. It's not easy and it's a lot of self-study and it's a lot of self-motivation. Um, so these tests are really kind of designed to to throw you in a completely different state yeah. of thinking. <laughs> so um, that, that really 
was something that I dealt, dealt with a lot on a daily basis after like passing that um, and, and reaching the comfort zone of, okay, I am ready to actually practice as a nurse. And you have all these fresh minds coming up to me saying, what do I do? What do I go? Like, who do I talk to? I'm like, okay, The green listen. around the gills people. I'm like, listen, life's like a game. And this is something I contributed to being sports to. I'm like, life is like a game. You really have to just do the play the moves. You know, you have to go through the We have motions. a rule set. There's rules that you have to follow <laughs> specifically. Right. And if you don't, you're gonna you're not gonna be able to win, you're not gonna be able to pass, and you're not gonna mm-hmm. be able to continue doing what you wanna do. So there is a form of intelligence that kind of you know, the, the it highlights that mm-hmm. you have to be able to read it and understand, like, okay, I can read this entire textbook, know it from front to back, right. have a photographic memory, mm-hmm. but that's not going to tell you how to analyze and apply a certain solution. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> when someone's in front of you dying, sure, you can say, all right, well, the pathophysiology of X is this. Right, so by the, the time you describe the that. whole thing, you, the person's right. dead. <laughs> so, okay, and not to be too w- blunt about it, with but. that, there are a many different solutions. So how are you going to pick it out? How are you going to, you're going to analyze the problem, you're going to look at this patient mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, this is the major issue. And that's what nursing really um, tries to, to headbutt is, Airway, breathing, circulation. Mm-hmm. You focus on the airway. You focus on, is this um, person able to breathe? Yeah, is the airway obstructed? That's amazing. No. Okay. I love that. <laughs> is the person breathing? Yeah. Yes. Do they have a pulse? Sure. Okay, so those are done with. Now we yeah. can now we can do a little more focused assessment and figure out, okay, what is their problem? What is the minute or the tactical right. issue here? Because the main three, three main issues are now accounted for. Okay, and then, <laughs> so right, we those are easy, right? Right. Now you break it down into Maslow. You break it down into are there physio- uh, physiological needs met? Are they? Mm-hmm. M- is, is there safety met? Is there mm-hmm. psychosocial needs met? Oh, okay. All of those things. And then you have to factor in, is it urgent or emergent? Is it chronic or acute? As in, uh, like, have they had COPD for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Or are they having an acute asthma attack? Right. Both are complaining of shortness of breath. Who are you going to see first? Right. Now, all of these to a fresh mind who have no idea like what a hospital even looks like. Right. I didn't know what a hospital looked like. I went to a hospital like twice. Right. I mean, knowing from your background, you're yeah. like healthy dude. You don't even need to go there. I, right. So I never, <laughs> I never had health insurance. I never went to a hospital. <laughs> and to answer these questions, I'm like, the f- what the heck is right. this, man? So w- a question to come up real quick. We can continue in a second. But like the do you pick up from like, I don't even know. Do they have personal belongings usually in the hospital? So you can kind of figure out certain of these, like, like picking up details. Like if they have, you know, like a purse or something. Like, have you ever noticed something like that where, like, it helps you actually diagnose? Yeah. Okay, not not diagnose. Or, like... Not, okay, so this is actually a very intimate story I have. Um, and this Le- was, Leave names out if... if oh, you know, no, yeah. I... I <laughs> Trust, trust me, I, yeah. I, when I leave the building, I don't remember names. Okay, cool. Absolutely not. Just making sure. I don't want to get in trouble. Right. I don't want to get anybody else. I don't want to offend anybody else, but I genuinely try to forget them. Like, I, my mind's a dry erase board. Yeah. Sometimes there's little streaks of the markers. <laughs> you kind of vaguely know what the name yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not in big bold. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, <clears throat> so I had a scenario... Because um, I've been working in the, the ICU in an inner city hospital, level one trauma center hospital. Um, we got a lot of um, drug overdoses and, and of the sort. So I had a guy with um, acute respiratory failure. Mm-hmm. 
So he came in. He had a he was intubated. So that means there's he's hooked up to a ventilator that's breathing for him. Yeah. Um, because he can't get oxygen to his body and, and through his lungs. And so he's on a sedative. He's on a neuromuscular blocker, uh, which we ended up ta- tapering off. And that was my experience. And what w- experience with him was um, he was off the neuromuscular blocker. He was on the sedative propofol and mm-hmm. also fentanyl, which is an okay, analgesic. Yeah. That it's one. like super strong. It's like, a, like what, like a thousand or a hundred times stronger than morphine. Like very, mm-hmm. very, very, it's like the strongest. <laughs> um, so it's a synthetic opioid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very, very potent. Oh, wow. So it's like really refined, basically, And cheap. Right? Right. Oh, wow. Well, because they don't oh, have... Oh, synthetic. So synthetic. they don't even grow it. A right. guy grew it in his lab. He made yeah. it in his lab. <laughs> and like, he, he did it to help people and he ended up killing people. And I think he actually went to jail. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was listening the to... The weird story of medicine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Medicine's nuts. So regardless, okay, so this guy was in and out of sedation, and he, um, you know, for, like, it was the first day seeing him, like, this guy, did, like, his brain's fry. Like, what's going on? Like, what's the CT yeah. scan? Like, is he even MRI? Is he even, like, alive? No, he was. So we tapered him off the, um, the propofol the next day because he was really effed up, and he started to come back alive a little bit. Um... And I'm like, okay, this guy, like, he's in bad shape. I talked to his family. You know, they were there mm-hmm. giving him support. They brought him a prayer, a prayer blanket. They brought him some, um, they brought him a rosary and all that. I'm like, okay, like, that's good. It was a good learning experience. I come back right. the next week. He's still there. Wow. They tried weaning him off the ventilator, and he couldn't breathe. Hmm. Um, and he failed every time. So, clearly, he's not doing so hot. Mm-hmm. So, we take him off the, the sedation a little bit more. And he's able to look at you. You call his name. He's able to squeeze your hand very softly. And he looks at you. And he, he kind of nods. But it seems like it, it could almost see like a, a knee-jerk reaction kind of thing. Like it's just a reflex. But no, he's, he's awake. He's there. Mm-hmm. And one of the most impactful experiences that I've ever had in a hospital for my brief years just being a, a nursing assistant and a student was showing this guy his prayer blanket and his rosary because this prayer blanket has been on for him for about a, a week. Yeah, it's right? like his only thing he has. Only right? thing he has. And and he, he was, a, I think he was a Jewish a Jewish guy. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but it was a Jewish blanket, prayer blanket, supposedly. Um, and he had the Bible next to him, all this stuff. So anyway, um, I'm like, okay, well, this guy's he's awake. He, you know, he sees he's he, lucid partly. He's lucid partly, but he's he's kind of like phasing in and out. Mm-hmm. Does he even know he has this stuff? Was it just laid on him? Does he was he even aware? Right. You know, you're in and out. You're like falling in and out of reality. So I got his attention and I listed it up. I'm like, hey man. I'm like, hey hey hey, um, Mister. Like you. I'm like you have your prayer blanket. This has been on you for a week. Oh my God. His eyes opened so wide. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I'm like, this guy really, like, this is, like, probably all he wanted. It resonated with him. Because, okay, <laughs> clearly he's spiritual. Right. Clearly he's religious. And he's probably been praying to God this whole time, right? Yeah, just needs something to, like, pull him out. Yeah, and the fact that he, he realized then and there, like, I have this? Made him feel comfortable. And I would like to see his, his state now. Like, maybe did he recover because right. of the, you know, um... The mindset he had after that, the like, relief, oh my god, yeah, the relief, like, yes, okay, you know, I've got on my side now, like, I've had this, yeah. something very important, very significant mm-hmm. to his mental and spiritual health. He moved his head forward, his eyes looked at me, and he, like, nodded in this most, like, 
he was like like a zombie, but he was really, really trying to communicate with me, and he couldn't. You know, he would move the, his hands occasionally and, yeah. and try to, like, do stuff, but he really couldn't. But when I showed him this, he, every ounce of his being was inclined <laughs> to tell me, holy shit, like, thank you so much. <laughs> At least that's my interpretation so of pow- it. That's so powerful. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's been on you for a week. I'm like, you have it. I'm like, God's here. Like, we're all praying for you. Like, your family's here. We're, we're here for you. And right. I'm squeezing his hand, and he's squeezing my hand back. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, hey, I have your rosary. I have your rosary. So I grabbed his rosary and I lifted it up. And I, I'm not sure if Jewish people use rosaries. I'm, I'm not very religious. Spiritual, it's okay. but religious. Not not really um, too uh, influential with the whole Catholic, specific, Jewish. Specific religion. Specific religion yeah. part of it. I Secular, just, you know, I guess, we're technically Yeah, yeah I, I didn't study. Um Regardless. And he, the same thing. He was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I could just, he was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, put it. I'm like, I'm going to put it in your hand. I'm going to put it in your hand. He grabbed this thing, and I swear, oh, my God. He was, like, squeezing you it. You could, like, feel the power coming yes. through it, kind of. And I wrapped it around his wrist, and I yeah. had it so it wouldn't fall out. And he just sat there, held, and his eyes shut, and he just closed his eyes. I'm like, this dude's praying right now. You, like, gave him the relief he needed. I know. <laughs> and to me, that was so, like... That's so cool. My heart was like, oh, my God. I touched his heart. But I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm so sorry that you know, this has been here this whole time. And, right, yeah. And we weren't <laughs> able to have this. I'm like, we're here for you, man. I'm like, people love you. We're doing the best we can to heal you. Like, just stay strong, stay positive. That's all you can do. You know, whether he really can hear me then or, and there or not, or did, did he pass out from the station? <laughs> I don't know. But right, little steps like that go such a long way, and in my opinion, to people who you don't even know. Well, it's connecting to people, right? It is. It's being in the moment, right? We're all we're all humans, and I we can get more into the electromagnetic fields <laughs> emits and surround us, but right. we have a deep connection that we don't realize. And to those people who don't understand that we are all connected right. deeply, you know, over millions of years, we we're since the dawn of the universe, the mar- the particles floating in outer space. At some point, we're in you, are in me now. You right. Know, it's, whatever. <laughs> I love that view of the world because it, it makes yeah. everything feel. You know, I, I just did a podcast recently with uh, Michael Greenberg, who will be the episode before this. And can't wait to listen. I know you'll love that one, and, and he really gets into stuff like that, where you know we're all part of Earth. Period. Right. Period. You know the plants that, you know, my our par- our mothers made ate. You know, or were, you know, were used in the meat, whatever. Like everything we were is from this planet. It's all biodegradable. Right. All and, of and life. It, you know, when you think about it, then you just keep extrapolating outwards. Is we're all part of the universe, and we're all. You know, we're all the same. We're right. from the same different things. It's just a matter of my dirt comes from a little bit further away or whatever. Like, right. <laughs> and it's a, it, it really kind of destroys the boundaries we make between each other. And it mm-hmm. destroys those things to say we're all, you know, we all kind of like box ourselves in. Right. We right. kind of say I am X. Right. And we put these walls behind around ourselves. And, y- you know, for me, you're you've always been one of those people that you've pushed your own boundaries and it's like made the okay for me to push my own boundaries in in some way. Like, well, yeah, because I mean, you know who I was back in high school and things like that. We've been friends. So Mike kind of going back, uh, you know, after that amazing story, me and (laughs) Mike, good story. It was really appreciate it. It was really (laughs) good. Um, me and Mike have been friends since basically we've known each other for even longer, but we probably met in around second grade or something like that. But we've been like really became friends at high school, freshman year. 
And since then, it's kind of been just our thing. We've been just video game bros for the longest time, and then yeah, now, and off. now, now, bros in general because we go to the gym or do whatever and experiment and tell each other new supplements or things like that, and kind of like. Growing up, you know, I, I was being that nerdy kid who's shy and didn't really know who I was. I mean, I guess you could explain it a little bit better. Yeah. All right. Okay. So <laughs> it, it, it's hard because you, man, you, you had a big heart and a big soul, but you were, you were small in high school. Right. And people of greater stature did take advantage of that. Yeah. And to you, that was like... Fuck you, man. Yeah, well... What the fuck? <laughs> like, you have no right to do that. And then look at you now. It's like, <laughs> you just had a great a couple more hormones. Living, <laughs> bam. So, like, you always had that fire to, to do good for yourself and to... Be to confident, be I guess. Be confident and to be confident. Like, dude, you're doing more things than I'm doing, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, you're reaching out to more people than I have never met in my life. Like, significantly. <laughs> and... To say that, you know, that was your experience and this is your experience now, like, this is where you were meant to be, where you belong, <laughs> dude. You've always had this. You just needed to go Find through it. some shit right. to realize, hey, I can do this. Right. And you do have that confidence, and you did, and you gained it through hard work and dedication. It yeah. didn't just come. You didn't just fucking, like, <laughs> one day you're like, oh, I'm going to take a crap, and next thing you know, I'm going to be Superman. Right. No, like, you put so much work and effort into yourself and your body and your health and your mindset that, you know, I'm not going to say people deserve anything, but I, in my opinion, you deserve <laughs> to be where you're at. Well, I really appreciate that, but, you know, I, I, to me, I, I, I don't think I'm any different than anybody else, and that's part of why that's, I... Really, sorry to interrupt. That <laughs> is the beauty of it. That is the beauty of it. It's because... That, that stupid phrase, the cliche phrase, is your glass half full or is your glass half empty or is it just full of whiskey? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could be drunk your whole life. But what I'm saying is you saw it full because you see potential rather than seeing what they a, are or what yeah. they have been. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to go home and lay down in bed and just cry. <laughs> I'm going to have a mop next to my bed to mop up my tears. Right. You didn't do that. No, I, I, you know, I, we've all gone through clouds in our lives and things like that, and I definitely have my share of those things. But I think a, a lot of what shaped my mindset is, is the fact that part of it being, you know, effort in equals, you know, results out, like Mike said earlier. But aside from that, you really get into, I don't know, like, when I started doing all this stuff probably three years ago, you know, I've been talking about this a lot, where the being, giving myself the okay to try athletics in any form, you know, working out, and we can really go deep on this. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and like, we like can giving, go really deep. Like, giving myself the okay, because growing up in high school, you know, like, freshman year of high school, I was 5'1", 110 pounds, and you can... To explain it, the pads of the football I tried out for football freshman year, they were bigger than me. I could, I had half the arm range of so motion, and you fit the pads. The pads didn't fit you, right? Yeah, like <laughs> legitimately. Um, you know, and that was the first time I ever even stepped in sports. Like I had never done anything ever before, and you know, coming from a family where my dad played every sport and would have liked probably to have sons that would play sports, I tried it, and you know, 
even then, I still stuck with it the whole, you know, season. Goddamn, you did. And it was hard, and I probably sucked. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but it's apparently the coaches... 5'1", 110 pounds. How can you be that good? <laughs> you could be a running back, but we didn't have pads that fit you. No. So that was hard. I kind of just picked whatever they had left, but... <laughs> that yeah, was... I mean, there are a couple of videos online of some really short running backs <laughs> doing some crazy shit, but... I was not one of those people. Yeah. You... I got too much slow twitch fiber. Yes. <laughs> Only know that now because I did 21, 23 and me. But, uh... Yeah, true. Like... I don't know, just, like, doing that experience, like, I kind of was like, okay, I, I don't know. You know, you still see in high school people that are better than you, and you don't really think about, well, maybe they've been doing it in Little League since they were, like, five or six or whatever it was. You know, you just see people that are better than you, are like, well, I suck. And then you just give yourself the free pass to not try. And, I don't know, it took until I was 21 and friends putting whispers in my head of, like, hey, you're going to, you should try to do this. You might like it and things like that. And then after a point, it just kind of was like, I need to make a change because, like, I don't know. It's like when things kind of settle out in some ways where certain aspects of your life, like, I had a decent job and things and, like, school was doing well. Like, I was passing all my classes. I needed a new challenge. And so I just kind of went for it and just started doing what I always do, where I just read everything and become a information information sponge and say, all right, there's no ego. I have a clean slate and let's go. And then just put my head down like you did and yeah, just man. go. Like Just go. You got to find that one thing that you, you fixate on because in life you need that. That's what human beings are designed to do. We need that thing to keep us going. Right. You know, we need to jump in we the need cold a boundary. water and be like, oh, my God, I'm alive. I'm <laughs> right. alive. So you need to do activities that make you feel alive. If you yeah. feel every day like you're a slug under a shell that's about to get crushed <laughs> by a fucking Air Jordan walking down the sidewalk, <laughs> you really need to rethink what you're doing because there is so much more potential well, inside of you. Well, if you feel like you. you're flatlining, not even declining, if you just feel like... You're just coasting? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, just coasting. Like, okay, if you're just coasting, you better be coasting on a wave, motherfucker. That's right. the coolest thing ever. You should Why be running you? down the barrel or something or coasting yeah. down a hill, running through so many ways. <laughs> so many ways to coast. You don't got to coast doing bullshit because you know that inside your soul and your mind, you're like, man, there's so many more things <laughs> I could be doing, but I'm just not good enough to do it. And I've heard this so many times <laughs> through motivational speakers, what I've listened to online and just people in general and, and in real life and coaches and stuff is that they say hard like these guys are pros because they put in the hard work and the effort to someone who hasn't put in the hard work and the effort. It's like eh, another guy <laughs> Easy for you to say, right? Put in the hard work and the yeah. effort. That mindset will get you absolutely nowhere. In anything. In anything. <laughs> you know, if you want to be a good knitter, you can't go in with that goddamn mindset of, yeah. I'm not going to be a good knitter. I can't knit a sweater. You're going to fucking make us the shittiest yeah. sweater I've ever seen in my life. So there's a really good point to that. So there's a book by Stephen Pressfield. It's uh, War on Art. And so it, it's both, it's mostly about a book on writing style and, like, basically how writing, writer's block and things like that is hard. And just writing in general is a tough profession. And, and so what he calls it is, is he doesn't call it, like, creativity or, like, art. Like, being a good writer isn't up to you. He calls it a muse, right? And so what the muse is, basically, is you basically build in a thing into your schedule to say, I'm going to be 
a writer. So you build in a thing. I'm, I'm going to write from this chunk of time every goddamn day so the muse knows where to find me. And I think if you take that idea and apply it to fucking everything... Right? So you, you decide you're going to work out every goddamn day. You're going to get better because one day you're going to get in the goddamn zone and you're going to kill it. You know, if you say you're going to do that at work, you're going to do that every day at work, you know, or if you say you're going to be a better fucking husband or a better boyfriend or better whatever the fuck you want to put in there, you know, like I'm not trying to be preachy, but like that's Dude, just, I'm throwing you the horns right now. <laughs> I wish there was a video camera. Like to this me, it's, it's just so you, you hear all these people like I wish, right? Don't just remove the I wish and say I will. And you just tomorrow morning or tonight and just start doing it. And yeah. even if it's like to me, when I do these podcasts and things, it's I just try to fucking do it. Like for you, how many times have I asked you to try to do this podcast with me since the first million? One? And I just keep putting it out there until you say yes, because to yeah. me, it just invited to involve steak and whiskey. That's all it took. <laughs> right. No, I need to be done with my shit. Right. I mean, you had a lot of things going on, but but to me, like, the, there's so much value in the stories oh, absolutely. people have. And part of it for me is, like, for you, we can go real far back because I think there's a lot there. Oh, God, yeah. But we could talk for days. We do right. we talk every I day mean, we, forever. We can do podcasts every day for the next 365 know, days and still have new stories. It. No. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. No. But, but, like, at the same time, there's just so much um, to, to add, like, yeah. I think part of it for me too is like you're at this beginning stage like all of like a lot of us are we're all these beginning stages of the beginning of the end not really that but it's like the career end of the beginning yeah no. kind of <laughs> well kind of like the end of the beginning kind of makes sense because we're finishing the school portion of our life yeah and now we're getting to the life into the life at post school right? right whatever you want to call that make a yeah. fancy name for it but I think it's there's really like these stages in in, in a person's life that doesn't match excuse um, me <clears throat> it doesn't match your age because so kind of rewinding a little bit me and Mike are we're both 25 he's almost 26 just very shortly and you know we're older for being students who barely have bachelor's degrees we're not traditional yeah we're definitely not traditional to some degree and if you listen to the last pod or one of the last podcasts with uh, my brother and Joseph uh, you, you, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit cursory and to me the the age limit that people set on themselves is so ridiculous yeah because I always go back, and you could probably add more to this because you changed your degree many times and went to yeah. a few different schools and things like that. Being an 18-year-old or 19 at that, and you choose a degree, you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to do this thing in school for the next four-plus years, and I'm going to do that same thing or at least related to that thing for the next 30-plus years as a career. Sounds Absolutely bonkers and ridiculous. And that is why I dropped out of college. <laughs> because I couldn't amount to that. To me, sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. That was perfect. To me, <laughs> that weight on my shoulders was bullshit. And I thought to my, in my head, I'm like, I'm better off going to, you know, Southern California and working on a bar mm -hmm. and, and, a, and a pier or and going, surfing every day or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or going on a farm and working a very, working a, a very simple life and living a very simple life, a natural life, something that, you know, involves hard work and dedication, but I can still be like, all right, well, I'm doing something that I feel more content about myself with. I was borderline. I'm my bags were packed, Eric. My mm -hmm. bags were packed, and I almost left. I could see it, honestly. Because, you know, I was the type of person growing up, like, oh, Mike, you're good at everything. And right. I was always like, 
who the fuck are you to say I'm good at anything? Like, you don't know if I'm good at anything. Like, right. okay, maybe I'm better than you. Does that mean I'm actually good? No, there's a million billion people in the world who are <laughs> better than me. So I love that mindset. There are a million billion <laughs> so people good. in the world that are better than me. So what can I do about it? You know, like I can either go hard as fuck into one thing mm-hmm. or just continue to be mediocre. And at that point in my life, I was accepting mediocrity. Mm-hmm. I was accepting, you know, the 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 dagger was in my chest, about to be twisted, and I ripped it out and put a band-aid over it. <laughs> it was, uh, a band-aid wouldn't do shit. Right. But <laughs> no, I get what you're saying though. So like I was injured, I was injured, but I wasn't dead. Mm-hmm. I was injured but I wasn't dead. And what that took to heal after being injured a lot it took a lot <laughs> a time a lot and of time a lot of time because shit doesn't happen overnight and so what you were saying earlier kind of manifesting your reality like I'm gonna be I'm a badass in the gym I'm gonna be a badass for me bartender I'm gonna try to be a manager at this bar like I set goals for myself as a newbie to strive towards every day right. so I'm gonna go to work being happy being constructive working my fucking ass off right and, and you like just develop skills that I you develop don't skills you know I think a lot of times too if you kind of take that mindset where people get upset about like gen ed classes yeah. right things okay. that things that don't matter right yeah. or the jobs that don't matter right. like your 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 serving jobs or your retail jobs and you have those people oh, who are I know where you're going with who this. are disgruntled about those things right you know they get, they're they're missing the point yeah absolutely they're missing the point of that job the job isn't about the work about what you're doing it's not your day to day it's no. not the eight hours there you spend. It's about what you're contributing to that job. It's about your mindset about entering that job and how dedicated you are to at least going and being a fucking good person and not showing up complaining about shit. It's not about the job. It's about your character. How can I go to work having a good character yeah. to take this on to the next job? Yes, absolutely. And that I, is what it is. Like for me, that that it's it shows through and through because I I work in a job that I don't really work with customers a lot anymore. I do on occasion, but most of the time it's ne- and it's negligible at best. I work with my coworkers and that's about it. Yeah. You know, managers, other uh, engineers, and things like that. But I come from retail, so. I worked with customers every day. Right. And because I had that, like, you know, upfront contact with different people, having to say, hi, how was your day? You know, just dealing with people, interacting, that kind of thing doesn't leave you because it gives you a foundational skill set to be able to interact with customers. And then that translates itself in an environment where I'm not dealing with customers. Yeah every day to being able to be like oh this is just customer mode again and then I can just drop right into it and be like you know I sell myself I sell the lab I sell all the things like it's just you know it, natural it clicks me. right it yeah, just makes man. sense because they're able to carry that over those are the skills you need it's not about working <laughs> at Walmart it's not about stocking the shelves at Walmart right it's about taking the very important skills that may be the translatable skills the translatable <laughs> skills that are like often overlooked absolutely like okay I'm telling this person where uh, fucking Old Spice deodorant is right. in aisle 12 or whatever but I'm gonna instead of just telling them there and sh- you know sh- batting my eyelashes and walking away right I'm gonna escort them to that place ask them if they have any questions what else can I help you with right 
two, it's okay, what does it take? 30 extra <laughs> seconds. And on top of that, you're not only building character, you're building a good relationship. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting positive feedback from someone you've never met. Yeah, absolutely. And you're absorbing it and like, okay, well, all right, well, I got positive feedback from that person. Let me try this again. And you're going to continue to do this and build a framework for your work ethic yeah. that will contribute to... It pays dividends it forward. It pays dividends. Like yeah, crazy. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> when you have a job that fucking matters, let's say you're going to sell like pharma or something. Right. Or you're going to be a manager at an engineering firm or right. whatever. You're going to have that experience. You have to sell to look it back on, even though you just took a guy with a goddamn aisle to show him what it is. Ask him if you need anything yeah. else. If you do that a thousand times over in that that silly job, it's gonna translate itself over to be. <laughs> well, now I'm selling thousands of dollars of important material yeah. to somebody instead of <laughs> instead of a fucking deodorant stick. Yeah, to an average Joe. And it's but, the same... But it's the same person. It's the same person. Right? It's the same skill set. <laughs> it's the same thing. It doesn't change. I love it so much. It doesn't change. You could be a 17-year-old doing that or a 30-year-old making 150k a year. And you're still selling. Do you know? Right. You're still selling a product at the end of the day. But in order to get to that spot, you yeah. need to crystallize those minute skills that that are like I said overlooked yeah to keep yourself going and building upon that to be something better to be a right quality work ethic well, quality I, I think as a, as a person I don't even know because it's it's something that's part of like our core ethos as a group yeah as our friends is we, we do this thing where we synthesize from areas that are not specific to each other you know, Absolutely. where we're able to take take things that are at one hand technical and at other at the other hand, um, go ahead. That's that's the whiskey opening wait, again. Wait, 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 <laughs> just for. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> like just for. For for us, I don't know, or, and and just for me, this is just my personality. I I, I we've, we've had this conversation many times. Yeah, is I always see the world as 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 interconnected as possible, which is very Buddhist in some ways, and and um, now really quick. The Buddhists are into some really important shit. Oh, absolutely. That I, a lot of people don't see, and I'm very into that. I so. know, and we might have to cut this one and and, and yeah, do I a separate talk about and, some other and do a separate podcast on that. Oh, we will. And what, uh, what time are we at? It's at 42 minutes already, so we're okay. we're, we're rocking and rolling. All right. Um, and just for me is I always try to do look at anything I do, and if as soon as I have a knee jerk reaction to say I don't need this, yeah, I say oh wait. Put the brakes on real quick because there's something here. Yeah. There's something in this that I'm going to take away. And that's what I would do in my genetic classes when I was, like, in school. I would take, like, sociology or whatever and be like, <laughs> your face is amazing when Sorry, you drink I that whiskey. Sorry, I didn't have water in there. <laughs> I, used to, well, that I know. This one's not doing it anymore. And um, it, it hits you hard. That's great. That's good Woodford Reserve quality. There you go. Single barrel, I think. <laughs> So, okay, continue, sorry. But, like, for me, like, I would go into these gen ed classes, and I'm like, okay, everyone has the mindset of this is this oh, blows. Dude, they're drudges. Right. Oh, my God. Like, I don't need I this. I don't care what the like, teachers said. <laughs> what does this it's, have to do with whatever, right? Oh, you hear that all the time. Oh, my God, that is the flaw. That's the fundamental flaw in thinking, man. Because people are so narrow. It's like, okay, you ha- you are so smart. Lady, guy, whatever, you are so smart. Yeah. 
but there's something completely blocking the way you're thinking about this right, right. now. You're just closing the door on yourself. It's not about what you're learning. <laughs> okay, what you're learning is bullshit. Everybody knows. The teacher knows. You don't give a crap about what you're learning. Mm-hmm. But can you learn it? Yeah. Can you devote yourself to being like, I'm going to learn how to write code, even though I hate writing code. I hate yeah. computers. So just for an example, <laughs> can you actually take time out of your day to devote yourself to that and learn it. Can you do it and can you do do it well? Can you? Okay, so let's say A, yes. You or well can. enough to pass. Well enough <laughs> to pass, sure. Okay, you did. That's great. You can you can transfer n- not that skill, but that motivation to like, okay, I can pick up anything it new. Give yourself the and okay. Learn it. Right, and that is what's huge in jobs right yeah. now. Okay, you're going to go to the job. They're going to train you in their way. Can you pick up what that job is training you mm-hmm. and apply it to the job? Okay, yeah, you can. Great. Now, this isn't like the really f- – the university wasn't uh, formed off of that mindset, but that's how it no. is currently. So I, I can see kind of the discrepancy of people being like, eh, it's not useful or anything. But it is useful. Because I mean, there's there's a thing called meta learning. It's right. <laughs> I don't really know what it's that learning is. how to learn. It's learning how. Oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> and that is what's useful. Right. It, because that is something you can translate, like we said earlier, to, to anything. To anything. <laughs> if you can learn how to do something you hate, well, then you can definitely fucking learn and excel at something you love. <laughs> so can you shut the fuck up and put your your pen to the paper, take notes, and really try to focus on something and be good at it, even right. if you hate it? Sure. Is it going to be filling? No. But that is a stressful uh, step you have to take up the stairs. So right. you're, you're walking up a, the stairs. It's almost like a, what is it? What, what's her name from Game of Thrones, Cersei? Yeah, where she's getting whipped in the street and she's, she's getting whipped, you're throwing she's tomatoes at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but she's still the queen, right? She's still she's going through all the shit to be to where she is, right? right? That is what people have to do. And is it fun? No. Is no. it fun? No. But it, but it builds you, man. Yeah. It builds you. <laughs> it gets you to the place where you're like, okay, I'm fucking here now. I'm here now. I have all that I'm shit me. behind me. Right. I'm me. And that is what is so important. That's why human beings are so fucking amazing is because we can go through all this nonsense, whether it be physical or psychological, and reflect on it and be like, yes, I did that. Now I can do this. Yeah. I mean, I, I have finally do this. <laughs> the, the amount of satisfaction I get from having something hard or something that doesn't work the first time I do it and then to make it work it's like ah. yes I did it like ah. yeah like I do a happy dance because it's just and then like, you're gonna do the next thing and the next right. thing and the next thing it's a skill it's a skill yeah. it's problem solving it, it, it's really high level problem solving and then like I don't know for me when you just get to a a, a, a point where, where you just kind of try so many different things and I think that's oh, yeah. I think that's where people get lost is, is they they don't they see themselves as too like too fixed in their current state of what they are in some ways you know where they're like well I just did this and you know they see people who do other things and like well I don't I don't want to work out or I don't want to do whatever I'll never be that guy right they they think that in the back of their head like even if they don't say it outright there's something blocking them from being okay with stepping out of the comfort zone and I think part of what I do all the time is is testing my ideas, assumptions, and mindset, and I guess work ethic in some ways to be like, well, who says I can't, or who says who says I'm right? I guess is probably the better question. Okay. <laughs> now, what, what I want to emphasize really fast is because okay, I have a, a, a decent amount of medical knowledge. Um, we do have learned some form of medicine, even though I'm in healthcare. Th- th- there's a defined line between medicine and healthcare. Mm-hmm. 
is we learn a lot about psychosocial bullcrap. Right. It's not bullcrap. I'm sorry. It's not bullcrap <laughs> by any means. It's definitely not bullcrap. But for me, it doesn't really apply to me. And I, I kind of know how to help people who are going through some, some shit. Now, what I'm saying is people will be listening to this right now. And whoever is listening to this right now, understand that I'm not saying it's easy. No, I'm not trying to undersell it at all. No, and I know you're not. <laughs> and I'm definitely... I'm just very animated and, with and this and it may, it I'm very animated with me. <laughs> now, let me just tell you, there are so many different things impacting the way your energy uh, comes off, the way your mind works, the way your work ethic works. It's... I'm going to go back to nursing philosophy, mm-hmm. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, right. So in order to get higher up on the pyramid, and you can look it up, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's so basic. Is that psychology 101, basically? It's basic psychology. In order to achieve the highest point in the pyramid, you have to be able to achieve the bottom part, which is physiological like health, basically. Yeah, like food, water, shelter. Food, right? water, shelter. Now... There is so much crap circulating in our food systems right. and our pharmaceutical systems. I mean, nutrition. I mean, we, just, we know the solitary that's involved with and that right now. we all know that nutrition and all these things can mess with your hormones. Right. They can mess with your minerals, your <laughs> electrolytes that all impact your brain, mm-hmm. your muscles. Okay, so like too little or too much magnesium can cause you to be weak and lethargic. I think too much hyper uh, magnesia can cause you to be lethargic. Right. So even if you have a slight overabundance of a certain uh, a certain molecule or mineral in your body, you're gonna feel like shit. You're gonna feel like shit, and that's why I do all this self-experimenting with diets. Right. Is because I mean that's what I do now too. Right. It's okay. Like, oh great, I felt great doing veganism. Okay, well now, do, can I feel good doing this too, or right. can I get more muscular gains doing that? But the bottom line is, is my brain okay? Mm-hmm. Is are my hormones okay? Am you I know, clear-headed? Am I right? clear-headed? <laughs> Do I wake up every morning, you know, w- willing and able to go to work and be positive? Right. Or have an ener- baseline energy level where you don't baseline feel, like, groggy or, right. like, just want to crawl in a and, ball. And, and we, can even, we can even sidetrack this and talk about Jordan Peterson and his daughter that he – the daughter did a podcast. Yeah, and all the, the carnivore diet and how it changed right. her because she has some sort of irritable bi- – not irritable, but, like, microbiome issue or something microbiome like that. Microbiome issue and absorption issue, right? Yeah. That, that affected the absorption, and that caused her to be depressed for fucking ever and – have like arthritis at a young age and having those things those comorbidities will prevent you from being like doing anything i'm i'm definitely not going to escort this person in walmart to show them where the fucking old spice deodorant is and ask them how their day was because i don't have the energy or the mindset to do it or just to care right because you're fucked up in some basic foundation of your body isn't being supported and if that's not supported your mind's not supported right so it may sound easy for eric and i but that is because we take the extra step to figure out and self-experiment like what is going I on research with me? the hell out of these things research the hell out of them <laughs> there we have google we don't have to go to a library right i could sit down on my desk for 20 minutes and go through 20 articles yeah. control f search up okay i'm gonna type in uh, a certain side effect or whatever yeah. control f it'll take me in that journal to a specific part of the journal that i want to mm-hmm. read takes five minutes bam right. i have that knowledge okay so oh okay well that's something i can add in my my own journal 
can I apply that to or my knowledge life? Knowledge base. Knowledge base. Like well, you journal meaning I'm going to write it down. Right, yeah. to remember it so I don't forget. Right. Uh, if you're forgetful, you have to have the willpower. Willpower is something that isn't based off hormones. Willpower is something that isn't based off electrolytes and your energy level. Willpower is being able to be resilient it's, and strive you for You've got to pull something outside of yourself. Right. In some way. Right. So find something that is so... This is turning motivational, and I, I really like this because... <laughs> we didn't have a plan for this, but this is... <laughs> no, no, no. Well, but but that's, that's kind of where I'm, I'm trying to go with my career. Right. Sure, I'm, I'm well, getting, I mean, in, I'm getting into nurse. nursing. Nursing is about educating. It's about managing. Right. It's about treating someone who is... This is the worst day of your life. Right. I'm going to try to make it not suck. Right. And I'm going to keep you alive. Great. But the best thing is to not have someone there in the first place. Right. right. <laughs> so for me, having understanding what this is this person's worst day in their life. Right. How can I prevent that? That is yes. my goal. And that is why I want to be a practitioner. Yeah. Because I want to live in an area where people are suffering like that. People with that mindset of I don't want to get out of bed or, you know, I don't know how to control myself yeah. or my diet. Well, you can. Yeah. It may not be easy, but you can. So yeah. I'm going to go tell you to jump in the Lake Michigan when it's 30 <laughs> degrees out. Or, or do a sauna for 21 minutes a I'm day gonna, or and whatever, I'm gonna, right? And I want to be you. I almost want to be like a life coach. Right. Like a practitioner, a life coach who's like, okay, like, you know, instead of meeting me at the office, why don't you meet me on the treadmill? <laughs> okay, instead of meeting me at the office, why don't you meet me um, in the most uncomfortable place? That right. In, in, within a reasonable distance. I'll drive an hour to go meet you somewhere that you're very uncomfortable with. Right. And I will be there with you right. to take you through that uncomfortable experience together to show you, like, dude, you can do this. Right. And if you can have that spark in your mind, like, oh, my God, I can do this? Yeah. And I have someone who's behind me, medically backed, yeah. you know, with with schooling and all this stuff, to be like, you can do to this? keep you on the path. Like I'm, you're, it's you're gonna keep going. You're gonna keep right. going up, man. I and mean, to me, that is something that's like, why isn't this being done? Because people don't give a shit. Well, people, because it's people, about okay, I'm not gonna say people don't give ways. a shit. People do give a shit. But it's just how much money slash time slash there's just, just a lot well, of how things. How can you organize it? Right. There's not how an easy way to Im- implement it. It's not easy. So having, you know, fail in the past, not being grown on all this, like, I'm not growing up the beanstalk of success here. Right. You know, my beanstalk was cut down and I had to plant my own goddamn seed. Right. So having that background will make me see this Build in your a different own, life. I mean, not legacy, but like own no. own tree. <laughs> right. And there, there are other ways. I don't have to make all my money through that that breadbasket. I can do, I can, you know, invest. I can do other right. things. But ultimately, my goal is to take people through that process and help them realize, like, I can do this, man. I can totally do this. Right. So, I mean, let's, that's let's what this podcast is about because it's about yeah. people's stories about what are the struggles that I mean I always do this almost in every one but it's about the stories that people have and they share and then the struggles that we go through and and why and how that even though we may be different in some way or another right yeah. successful by whatever measure you decide to do mm-hmm. that we do we've all gone through something and you, if you parse out the details and put it at its bare minimum Someone can listen to it and be like, holy shit, that's like what I went through. Yeah. And at the very least, they can listen to it and be like, hey, they fucking figured it out. Maybe I can. Like blue collar podcast. Or, 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 or they could be like, okay, this is how they dealt with it. And maybe that won't really work for me, but 
there's some there's still a way out. Yeah. Or or maybe they dealt with it wrong. Like here's what, like a failure I did and I did this and I you know it fucking sucked. Yeah. And they could be like, all right, cool. I don't know. How, and maybe. Maybe that's not the right thing for me to do, too. Like, it, there's so much to learn from stories that people have that... that well, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to interrupt no, you no, no. because I know you're on a great thought. I just want to add to this just in case you're going somewhere else. No, no, it's fine. It's really important to add... You said add to the stories, right? Yeah. To... Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, I'm all fucked up off of interrupting you. <laughs> um... Okay, sorry. Continue, man. I, I, I fucked up. No, basically, it, it, it was <laughs> just... It was to, on my, t- my tongue. To be like, you, you, we're all par- sharing in a human experience, period. Yeah. And, and we're more similar than we think we are. And I, I know the things we sound are very, like, ethereal and really, like, hand-waving. Like, we're fucking... Like, transparent. Like, yeah. Like, you know, all things are good. Like, we're, yeah, we're really we're optimistic. And, and yeah. yeah, I am an optimistic person. I'm guilty of charge, <laughs> but... I wasn't always optimistic. But I, you know, I've put a lot of my own blood, sweat, and tears into shaping the life that I have. And a lot of it is really health-based. Very health-based. Yeah. Oh, my God. And... To, to hear someone like Mike who, who might be that kind of person one day that's going to do personalized healthcare because I'm not going to ever be like everyone should do X or m- maybe just I would say everyone should work out right mm-hmm. like oh, that's fucking a given right because oh, <laughs> you should do your something body, your body's designed you, to do that you should move your period. body is designed to right. move, move if, it was designed, if it wasn't designed to move you'd be a star right you know you, you would just you'd just be there right you'd be a rock right but I'm not going to tell you everyone should eat X, Y, or Z diet. No. I'm not going to tell you that because it's that's not different. true. And I'm not going to tell you everyone needs to eat this kind of thing. Like everyone should be a vegan or everyone should be, you know, on a keto. That's not right. And I and I really hope that one day I don't have any scientific degree in nutrition, but I feel like I have enough common sense to say that <laughs> we are going to a point where this kind of stuff is, is going to be – individualist based where it's going to be you are going to be talking to somebody and they're going to look at your blood work and they're going to look at your genetics I was just going to say that that is crucial (laughs) they're going to have you're going to have a a fitness tracker that's going to look at how you sleep and look at all the things you're doing in your daily life and be like hey you might have over like you had too many drinks last night. No wonder you feel like ass. <laughs> right, like you had. Hey, did you drink to last night? And you got to be real honest with yourself. Otherwise, your your body's gonna tell you otherwise. You know, so and you're gonna have to realize that. Hey, maybe you need to take a break. And like that is the way of the future. In tune, and that is the way of the future. <laughs> Sorry, because it's it's almost like having uh, an AI doctor. More or less. It's almost like having an AI doctor. Like you don't have to go and go see some physician for 50 minutes to tell you like oh blah 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 you're doing fine. Like well, it's like, right. dude, I'm not doing fine. Well, what are you talking about? So this way, the doctor's on your wrist right now. Right. <laughs> so you're wearing this thing that monitors your heart rate. We were yeah. messing around with it in the sauna the other day. I love day. this thing. It's so much fun. It's, no. it's so for everyone who's so, interested, it's Whoop. W H O O P. It's a more of like a sports athletic tracker. But go ahead and check now, it out. It's pretty cool. I don't have that thing, but I am just I'm. You're I'm obsessed so, with it too. <laughs> I, I want to buy one. I'm going to buy one. <laughs> um, now, what is so interesting is because that test you know and translating it to your phone and being able to read it as long as you know how to interpret it you are doing everything that a healthcare professional is doing right because so what this does it measures my sleep more accurately than any other tracker on the market right now and it gives you a coaching guide to be able to give you a how much you should be sleeping and you have to wear a few days to calibrate it but that's besides the point um and then it tells you like hey you didn't sleep enough last night so you get a sleep debt so it tells you an accumulated amount of sleep you should be getting and you really get these 
sub, it's it's giving you measured with subjective feedback, and then it aggregates your like cardiovascular load to give you a recovery number every morning. So that that's like taking into account your heart rate and how how strong your heart's beating at, at, at X, and then how strong it's being at Y, depending on like your activity level right. and how much rest you've had in between. Versus stress too. Versus stress, and those are the small things that every physician wants to be able to tell you. Right. But they don't have the time. Because they can't live with you. They can't they walk can't, around. They and don't have the time. <laughs> and that is why that is that is so absolutely vital right. to people who don't realize, you know, maybe, like, am I making bad decisions in my life? Right. Like, am I, what am I doing wrong? Right, because a person who's, if you who's could overweight that, could go and be at the, like, they could be like, hey, what's my actual cardiovascular load? And realize, oh, wait, I'm not even moving at all all day, basically. Right. So, you know? So, okay. Now, I, like I said, I don't have that thing, and I don't have the app. Now, the whoop. How easily digestible is the information? Because that... Yeah, I know. That's the, that's the real that barrier. That is the thing that is stopping people. Right, because not everyone's... So, they use some pretty newer scientific metrics for, like, HRV, which stands for heart rate variability, which probably is only used in probably the highest level right now, on average. So, I mean... It's, it takes a person who wants to be part of that quantified self and uh, for, for for someone like me as an engineer that's just my thing like I love data like the more data I can get on anything the better it is for me because it just then I can see it because I'm like okay so then so then I'm, me- I'm self-measuring I'm calibrating in my head I'm looking at it like okay so this is my sleep today and this is how bad it was like I'm looking back you know months ago and be like fuck I was getting shitty ass sleep for the last month and a half or whatever it was now what, now, what if <laughs> someone doesn't even know what a heart rate is like, right okay my heart beats but i think that's heart, where heart a doctor or some sort of coach or something is going to be useful right so i did read that book i think was it chris Cresser? yes the one where the, the unconventional message oh my god that was the most impactful book i've ever read <laughs> it's huge because Stuff like all, that. all of my my mindset my philosophy about what i want to achieve involve a life coach so if you're going to be a physician who wants to spend time with your patients yes. and wants to actually make a, a better improvement in their health, a life coach is so important. Yeah. Solely because, they're like I said earlier, I'm going to meet you on the treadmill. I'm going to meet you in that cold but Yeah, because there's some people that are need, need that nudge right. just to now, keep them on track. This is the fucked up thing. It's not, not fucked up, but it, there's a lot of... There's a lot of, you know, uh, in like discrepancies about it. <laughs> Who the hell is going to pay for that? Right. Because most people, I'm not sure about the statistics, but I'm pretty sure, if, you know, this is anecdotal. I'm pretty sure, and we can check it. If only we had Jamie from Joe Rogan. Right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that people who are more well-off socioeconomically. Oh, they, that's probably pretty easy they to have, find. They yeah. have better health. Right. And they have better nutrition. I, I mean, we're technically a statistic so here. Being, those are being... the people who can pay for it, right? Those are the people who can pay for it. Now, you know, I was working in the inner city only for like about a, like two months, two and a half months, which is enough time to really get a good good grasp of what the hell is going on in there. Right. Those people won't pay for it. Right. I mean, yeah. They I mean, won't I, pay for it. I mean, that well, makes sense. And will healthcare pay for it? Yeah. Well, okay, in the future, I, I really do think that the populace will in forms of tax dollars but we just need that reform of legislature to say 
Okay, we're going to use these tax dollars to really influence people to take care of themselves. Right. And it sounds like, like, dude, that's so far the wall. That's so far fetched. That's never going to happen. I don't think that's going to be far fetched at all. It's not because the way of our mindsets now, we're all connected. You know, Joe Schmo from fucking Humboldt Park <laughs> I mean, is connected to me we, and Schomburg through an iPhone. Say, say, so just it doesn't matter. Extrapolate. So, we are, so, sorry, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to keep, keep going. going. I'm no, keep, keep going. going. Go ahead. There. Okay, before there was so much segregation. There was right. so much segregation between race and socioeconomic status. Right. But now the rich white guy living over in Barrington, a suburb of Illinois, you know, make his dad's making a, a million a year. Right, yeah. <laughs> he idolizes people who are shit in mm-hmm. forms of socioeconomic status, meaning people who are poor. Meaning right. people who don't have the greatest education. Like, he is like, man, like, I love driving this music. I love it, I love it. Right. Like, we are... It's it's kind of like a there's a blending it, there's a blending right and and it's bringing up people from both uh, both spectrums. spectrums kind of to the 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 main middle focal point to blend and so the people who are going to be leading reform changes and being part of legislature and stuff I think they're gonna like deep inside of them like understand like no man like I want people to be like this too. Right. You know, it's not so, like, selfless, or it's not so selfish, selfish. Yeah. and it's more selfless, because we've we've all kind of been raised, like, man, like, I've had a lot, like, sure, like, you know, I, I, you know I'm pro-athlete or whatever, and I've get, gotten this and that in my right. life, but, like, I've worked with some men, some people who are, like, really struggling, and right. I do have a heart, like, right. I can still make money and do this, but, like, I want them to be able to, to be healthy and well, too, so that way, like, I can promote what really matters in life and that is intelligence that is technology that is things that are going to drive us forward and to me i think that is going to change and that is a tool because like okay <laughs> we had slaves what 100 years ago barely something like, like that like, yeah maybe a 200 years ago 100, yeah like that. 150 years ago or yeah. something that is so short of a time frame like there are generations all like pretty much still alive who are so raci- racist yeah because that was that was ingrained in their philosophy mm-hmm. of what life is, and now it's just like racism. Like, I love that dude. You know, right. like I don't know what you're talking about. And I mean, he's just another person, right? Another person, <laughs> right? And every generation of people who were born right. kind of like, you know, uh, I don't know if oppressed is the right word, but like not enabled like the white man let's well, be real it's just people stagnate in their own in their ways of thinking right and so every generation moves the needle forward in every every generation it, and it is and right. it's so apparent there are so many jobs being filled now that require schooling that are filled by people who were minorities that are no longer technically minorities right. i guess look according to the, the, the statistics and okay so what i'm getting at is right i know what you're getting going at is what i'm saying is an impossible and no, that, and that people are taking a better interest in their health, whether they're making million dollars a year, whether they're making twenty. I mean, I'm an example of that alone. Right. I'm not a person who should, by any standard metric, I should not be as interested in health as I am. I don't have a degree in nutrition. I have no degree in exercise. I don't have a degree in any sort of healthcare-related field, except I feel that in to function as effectively in my day-to-day life, I feel like it's necessary to put as much effort into learning how these things work 
period. Yeah. And so by by that stretch of the imagination, I would be considered an early adopter of, of a technology, right? You're pushing the needle. You're part of the, the, the needle right. pushing. Any, any person who's, do, who's, who's doing this and then talks about it openly about the positive benefits for it. Yeah. And then on top of that where you – I don't think it's out of the stretch of imagination because of how integral the cell phone is to the life of a person. Yeah. That the fact, I mean, the Fitbit is already more or less standard. Yeah, there are a lot of people. I mean, how many people have, I, we could look that up too, but yeah. I mean, the Fitbit is more or less standard. And so having a thing like Whoop is just the next progression of that. Now, it's really <laughs> interesting because if you can make something viral like the Fitbit. Right. Okay, so and sneak now, in these now, higher level things. Right now, that, now, right now, everybody are understanding like, oh, my steps matter. Right. Like, okay, that's showing my, my me my activity level. Like, oh, maybe I should be a little. And more then for active. someone like me who understands cardiovascular load, yeah. you know, for the for a layman, the steps make sense. But then for for someone who's like an athlete and understands getting heart rate up equals cardiovascular load, yeah. right? Because I think personally, so, I think heart rate is a better metric to look at. And I was doing perfect. that before. Perfect. I even got this. Oh, okay, so. This <laughs> This is a great starting point. <laughs> now, okay, I, I really don't want to sound like a, a bad person when I'm saying all this stuff because, like, I'm a very I, – I really agree with, <laughs> with equality, man. I really do. So what I'm saying is a lot of the people who, you know, are of socioeconomic, like, poor backgrounds, right. there are a lot of athletes. Yes. Now, how can we get these athletes more motivated, right? Okay, through coaching. Right. And through things such as whoop. Right. We teach them, we tell them like, hey man, if you want to be the best athlete and you want to make it out and you want to continue to strive and like you want to go to college, if you can get your heart rate to be this, this good, or if you you can really hone in on this. Right. This will drive your performance. Right. This will improve what you're trying to improve. And that'll hit home and that, right. that'll spread. And then everybody that he's associated with, once he once he or she, you know, gets to collegiate level, mm-hmm. will have one of those too. And like, right. think little things like that, like it, it's big, it's big, it's big in the grand scale of like those, they're doing amazing things. Right. It's little in the spectrum of how many people it's actually impacting right. will spread. And then people will be like, oh, that's a trend. I'm going to catch on <laughs> to that. Like, I want to be a good athlete to, to, too. To me. I'm going to get that heart rate thing going down too. And then mm-hmm. that's going to improve. And then everybody's going to like, bam, jump on board. I mean, not so much like that because I know you still want to talk. No, let's go fine. Let me just say that a couple of days ago, I had a 30-year-old woman mm-hmm. who still wiped her perineal area from back to front, mm-hmm. and that is why she showed with, like, probably the worst UTI I've ever seen, where it affected mm-hmm. her kidneys. Oh, wow. And really horrible fungal candidiasis of her veg- vagina. Wow. Because she, she wiped back to front and got an E. coli infection and fucked up the bacteria in her vagina and Whoa. caused fungal. Right. So that is the level of, of education I'm talking about. There are people <laughs> who don't know that. There are right. people who probably think Cheetos are good for you. Right. Well, you yeah, yeah, I think it's just a level of understanding and, and um, partly how much you have time to put into it. Yeah. And it comes from that. And, and you know, kind of going back a little bit, it, it this all just kind of stems from just – I mean, it's just a general curiosity, and you know, this is all this is. That's, that's all it is. It I'm just, a student. It's just chasing the next <laughs> mountain, so to speak. Because I felt 
you know, it, you could trace what I've learned in the last few years. And I right now I feel the best I've ever been, just like I felt the best I ever was a year ago or something yeah. like it's it's just a never ending accumulation of new things. And you're like, well, that was stupid. I tried like a month ago or whatever. Like <laughs> it's always just pushing forward in whatever way you need it to. And sure, we can talk about bits and bobs and gadgets that are going to make our lives better. But at the end of the day, you just need to go out and try things, no. you know. You said something about a mountain. <laughs> to me, what is a mountain if you don't climb it? Right. What, what is a mountain if you don't climb it? It's a giant hill. It's a fucking hill. <laughs> What's on the top of the mountain? I don't know. Right. What's on the other side of the mountain? I don't know. Well, it's, I, just, it's just there. <laughs> so to say, like, oh, man, this is a mountain, like, what? what is a mountain? You have to climb the mountain. <laughs> The mountain is there to be climbed. We have the ability to do it. We do it all the time. Do it. Right. Someone said, I climbed Mount Everest. I haven't climbed Mount Everest. Maybe one day I will. That'd be dope. Right. right. <laughs> and you're sitting here in bed. Yeah. You can climb the mountain. If someone did it before, Don't you someone else could do it. Don't you want to know what's on the other right? side? <laughs> Don't you want to know what's on top? Don't you want to know what the world looks like on top of the mountain? <laughs> what's so better good. than that, man? Chasing your, pushing your own extremes. That's that's probably what I think is probably one of the best way to put that it. That's the greatest goal. Like, ah, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a sidetrack from all this like socioeconomic crap, because like that is someone in politics. They're they're gonna handle that. Right. We're, we're, I, I I do want to be a part. Well, of I mean, you're part of it because of healthcare. Healthcare. I mean, you are part huge. of it. That healthcare. You're is in what, the system. Healthcare is what is driving. Oh, my God. So, okay, really quick, and then we're going to move on because I want to talk about <laughs> mountains. I'm like, the, the scent of pine is inside of my nostrils right now. And then we got to wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, no, we can go for an hour and a half. We're good. Um, so. I got the other one still. Huh? I got the other one still. Uh, right, yeah, he's cool. <laughs> so, man, okay, what I'm saying is, uh, shoot, I don't even remember, man. I always forget. <laughs> I'm just like so excited you're, about the mountains yeah, right now. Just go to your mountains. Yeah. Okay. So human beings are so adaptive that we can literally do whatever it is that we set our intentions on. So what I'm getting at is you have to wake up every day, every day being like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to school and get an A. I'm going to go to school and get an A. I'm going to go to school and get an A. With that mm-hmm. mindset, you're going to study. With that mindset, you're going to you're going to organize your shit. You're going to take off work if you have to. You're going to study in the morning. And by the end of the class, you know, you're going to do good on your tests and you're going to get an A. Same thing goes for everybody. You know, I want to learn the guitar. I want to be a successful businessman. I want to do really well with podcasting. Mm-hmm. I want to be a great writer. Those things don't appear. They're not. They're not like magic particles floating in the in the realm of nothing in the void. They don't just appear. They manifest themselves based off of what you are intending to do every single day. And that might <laughs> that may seem a little like abstract. But to get to that point, it's the secret. There's the documentary of the secret. And this wasn't even an impactful documentary in my life. But I think about the secret. I'm like, wow, like, it's true. If you wake up every day thinking, like, I'm going to climb the mountain, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna climb the mountain because that's what your fixation is. 
and backtrack to the beginning of this podcast, my fixation was I'm going to get through nursing school. Right. Now I'm on a new fixation, and that is I'm going to get a house. Right. Because I want a fucking house. Right. And my next fixation, who knows what that'll be afterwards. I'm going to go to grad school, whatever, and I'm going to keep it going. Or in between all those things is I'm going to run a marathon because I did that during nursing school. You know, I'm going to travel to like four different countries. I did that during nursing school. All these things that people say, how do you have time for these things? Well, I woke up every day saying, I'm going to go to Thailand. I'm going to go live in Cambodia. I'm going to go do these things like in two weeks because I woke up thinking that way every single day and I made it real. Mm-hmm. So you have that opportunity. You have the choice to do that. Right. I sound like a broken record, man. No, dude. I love it. I think that's a great place to end it. Well. Unless you want to cover some of the questions I had sent you earlier. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. So what makes me excited? Yeah, go for it. Well, starting my career. (laughs) Finally. Finally. Because, you know, like... I mean, you had lots of left turns. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) a lot of left turns. I mean, there's still going to be left turns. Well, there's always going to be, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... I, I want that foundation. I want to build a basement to my house. Right. You know, like, I, I want to build upwards. You got these goals, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> goals are funny. Goals are really funny because you can have long-term goals and short-term goals. Long-term goals are discouraging when you can't achieve the short-term right. goals. So the long-term goal, like I was mentioning earlier with the dry erase board, you write it down, you erase it. It's there in the background, but it's mm-hmm. not your focal point. Right. Your focal point is the short, short-term goals that you have to formulate to build up to the long-term goals. And to me, that is what I'm doing. So I'm not even thinking far ahead in the future. I'm thinking about, okay, my next step is passing the test. Yeah. And then getting the job. I think that's And, and excelling think at my job after that. Viewing things as, like, months long or, yeah. I don't know. When you look at five, for, I don't know. Five-year plans work for some people, but for me, when you look real long-term, I just, the way I see it is that you're you're putting yourself in a situation where you're, you're, you're boxing yourself in, so when you don't meet that requirement, so, it feels very not constricting. I have thought long and hard about that. The people who say, where are you going to be 10 years from now or right. set five-year goals? Okay, well, that is the dream. The dream yeah. is five years from now. Uh, that's a good way of The dream, because <laughs> five years is a very long time. Yeah. A lot can happen in five years. A lot will happen in five years. So that is the dream. It is, it is totally, it's important to dream. because It's, it's because the flag with, at top of the mountain, right? Right. Now, <laughs> without dreams, how can you how can you try to you know achieve your dream? How can you try to make your dreams real? Well, in order to make your dreams real, you have to take the short, the short strides. You know, every day is a, a contributing part to making that dream real. So you have to think short term, like, okay, like next week I'm going to have this done. Right. You know, I'm going to do this X amount of times a week or a day. I think just making a list is important. A list. Organization. Organization is very important to achieve short-term goals. If you achieve short-term goals, those will accumulate to achieve long-term goals. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a whiteboard. You write it down, you erase it. It's there in the background, but it's not the focal point. It's there, but you can't just continue to think about it because if one thing goes the wrong way, you're derailed. Right. You know, you're derailed, and you're like, oh, man, like this isn't for me. Right. No, 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 it's because your, your intent isn't focused on what's today, what's tomorrow, what's what happened yesterday. How can I reflect on that and build? It's about building. It's mus- It's like muscle. You know, you go to the gym, you go do six pull-ups. Next day you do six pull-ups. Next day you do six pull-ups. Next day you do five pull-ups. You're fucking tired of doing pull-ups. Next day you do four pull-ups. Then you do like, I'm using push-ups. 
take some days off, you go back, you do 10 pull-ups. You're like, damn, okay, <laughs> 10 pull-ups, 10 pull-ups, 10 pull-ups. <laughs> it's the same way with thinking. Yeah. And if you do that every day, like, the, goal, the goal is, I'm going to do 1,000 pull-ups in a week. Right. Right? Can you do 1,000 pull-ups in a week if you haven't done a pull-up in your life? No. Right. It's so daunting. you go to the gym and you can only do two pull-ups a day. <laughs> it's so ironic. It's, it's like right where we started, right? With the whole nursing know, thing, right? That's cool. <laughs> and and, and the, the greatest thing is, like, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. Like, sure, I'm in nurse school. I'm in school. S-C-H-O-O-L. That's a horrible word. I'm in school, but you and I, and, like, you're, you're involved with this, too. We have such a deeper thinking for what is going on and right. in our lives and in the world that it's like I don't give a shit what school is a boulder that I've just been slowly pushing out right and <laughs> after that that boulder there's a giant I mean, there's a giant arbit- open of opportunity right. open field of opportunity it's such an arbitrary thing that you don't I don't think I don't know I have so many things about. Could I be? A, could I be a famous ditch digger? Maybe. Could I have gone viral <laughs> on YouTube? Possibly, but I didn't put my eggs in those baskets because right. I saw a better benefit by doing school and doing something right. I believe in. And it takes that grinding. Like I could have taken a, sh- a shorter way to maybe become a little more successful, a, a little more noticeable to the public eye or opinion. But to me, that wasn't important. To me, it was more about interacting with the soul of other people. Right. And really, like, understanding what the body is, because the body is such a magnificent thing. So that's <laughs> what I'm continuing to strive towards. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> now, I just want to say really quick, too, I may sound like, you know, I'm tooting my own horn a lot. <laughs> And I get it. I knew I have a, a little bit of liquid courage, which is okay. <laughs> but <sighs> dedication, man. How did I stay focused when I was unfocused? I mean, that's huge. I was, I was, especially as a nurse. When like, I, when I, I was, just think it's yeah, man. When I was going into high school, I got a phone call saying like, "Hey," or I think yeah, it was a phone call. You are, you know, like not proficient in reading. Right. You know, I'm. I'm pretty sure I had undiagnosed CTE. Um, mm-hmm chronic traumatic encephalitis from a couple of concussions within my early adolescence that kind of screwed up with my head. And so, like, words, like, lefts were rights, rights were down, like, oh, whatever. dyslexia and things like that? Well, that's more, words, more, right? More so, like, I, uh, like, would look left, but sometimes I would feel like I was looking right. It's oh, wow. Re- it's, it's very, very, very creepy. And sometimes I still feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really easy to understand that when you do eye exercises. So when, like, you're setting focal points on your finger and then you're looking off the distance, back your finger for a hundred times, like... Right. Uh, that is when I realized, I'm like, dude, like, I have some issues with my eye, my ocular muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it all spawned from a physical assessment class I had where um, my teacher was like, do you have, like, strabismus? Like, do you have a lazy eye? I'm like, no. I just went to the eye doctor a couple months ago. I don't think so. So I, like, took the initiative to try to, like, train my eyes and look up, like, what does eye strength do? Mm-hmm. And so I did that. I started reading every day. <laughs> I started playing the guitar. Things that required, like, really fine motor skills. Right. And reading and interpreting things because my semantics were always good. Like, um... I was able to read any book that you put in front of me in any accent that I could do, but I had no idea what the book was saying. I had no idea what the hell happened. Right. And my teacher... The comprehension was Yeah. Okay. My junior in high school uh, teacher, my English teacher, came up to me, she's like, 
you read every single word this whole semester because I always volunteered and everybody's like, we want Mike to read. Right. Whether it's because they didn't want to read or because I was good and I, I emphasized, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of used um, more of an accent or like put a character behind it. Right. You know, because I enjoyed it. Now, was it because they didn't want to read or because I was good at it? I don't know. But the teacher came up to me and said, you read every word in the book. How did you get a C? Or how did you, like, not do well on this test? I'm right. like, like um, you know, I, I read everything, but I just don't understand what I read. It's just regurgitating it. I, I'm you regurgitating know? <laughs> it. Like, to be or not to be? That's just the question. Like, I can do that forever, and I can read a whole book. But does from, it mean anything to it you, It didn't right? mean anything. <laughs> Because no, and, and it was it was a fundamental flaw in my reading ability. So to stay focused now, what I realized, you know, like struggling through a lot of stuff, I got straight A's not too long ago because I put my nose to the grindstone and realized, like, dude, you got to read. Mm-hmm. How can you read a textbook if you don't know how to read? I knew how to read, but I didn't focus on what I was reading. Mm-hmm. So I read every day, every day. Even if it was the same page. Like, that's why, like, you you know, I have all these books, and yeah. I don't have that many books. No, I know. <laughs> but because, it's new that you have all these books now, like, because, within the last yeah. probably half year. And I don't finish all of them, but... That's okay. There's no such... You don't... No, no one ever no, said no. you have to finish a book. I, I read, you know, 50 pages, move on, unless it's a really good book, like Zen, The Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I love that book. <laughs> so I read all that. But I would read the same page every day. Mm-hmm. The same page. I wouldn't even go to the next page. 15 minutes, you know, take me to read that page. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to develop my reading skill a little bit more. So I continued to do that. And now I can, I think I read it like 480 words a minute or something like that. That's pretty good. I, yeah, like, a, like I was, I really read fast because I'm able to look at a word. It just digests automatically. Mm-hmm. Digests automatically. I never thought that was possible. <laughs> I thought you had to read read and then think about it digest it and be like okay that is the form of that that's picking up a book and <laughs> reading the words yeah and trying to figure out what it's saying um so it took me a while to get to this point now and so to stay focused i, d- I read every day i still do even if it's bullcrap i do my exercises i play the guitar i listen to solfeggio frequencies those change my life is it like binaural beats or what? Yeah, yeah. So that's like what, like 340, what, 412. I don't know what the f- actual frequencies are. I just put it on a, Oh, it's a total list. frequencies, basically, right? Right. And I close my eyes and I meditate. Mm-hmm. And, and Those med- things work, man. And they do. They do. <laughs> and meditation is just about just getting rid of that, that third party member in your head. Right. And just being able to focus on what's in front of your, what's behind your eyelids. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like what's going on in my head, figuring out, like, why am I thinking about this? Throwing it away. Why am I thinking about this? Throwing it away. Yeah. Why am I thinking about this? Yeah. Throwing it away. Well, we'll definitely do a whole different podcast on getting Absolutely. deep into that stuff. But that's why I was able to stay focused. Yeah. And the sauna, exercising, and all that stuff, and reflecting on where I was in the past. Coming to peace with it. Coming to peace with it. And, that's big. And what can I do now? What can I do now? Being completely mindful of right now. Well, I can't study because my room's dirty. Right. Well, maybe I should clean my room. <laughs> that's a very Jordan Peterson of you. Maybe I should clean my room. <laughs> you know, and I did that before even listening to Jordan yeah. Peterson because it's true. I mean, it's true. It's true. This guy's intelligent for a reason. It, it is true. And when I listen to him, I'm like, my eyes opened up. I'm like, wow, that's... You know, very impactful to people who may not understand it because I understand it because to me one day it just dawned on me. I'm like, 
how can how the hell can I study if my room's a mess? You know, how can I how can I get up early if I don't have something to get up for? So like every morning I'm like, I gotta take my vitamins. Right. You know, I, I gotta get up and I gotta do my breathing exercises, breathe through my diaphragm, like that was something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I stay focused. Um and yeah, I mean, we can keep talking, but like, yeah, this is uh, going on for an hour yep. and a half. <laughs> we got, we, 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 we can go on we for hours and not and cover days. anything that I thought I, we were going to cover. I know, neither did I, but that's part of the magic <laughs> of these things, man. You hit the record button and just it just yeah. goes. And clearly, there's a lot. And lately, <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of um, introverted in my thinking. I just mm-hmm. kind of let other people talk. Yeah. So, well, you have a lot to say, dude. There's, no, oh there's a lot in there, and there's <laughs> Yo, Jesus Christ, you, there's a lot. There's a there's you've learned a lot with nursing and things like that, and and I and I think you just have a lot to add oh. outside of that, even like yeah. you know it, it, we've we kind of mentioned it cursorily, but I really want to save that for its own thing. I really want to talk meditation. about traveling. <laughs> yeah, traveling and meditation. I, I think oh, man. both of those two areas you, was, you have a a boatloads to add. Uh, I was trying to be Kerouac. <laughs> He's like the what the the traveling centrist. Yes. So I was trying to be him. Um, <laughs> Jack, uh, Jack Kerouac, right? Yeah. I he was on Tim Jack, Yeah. I listened I to excerpts from him, but I've actually never read him. So my next goal after this uh, Thoreau book, I want to read Kerouac just to understand his mindset. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really wanted to talk about that. No, we, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for yeah. another time because it'll probably change us into whole different areas. Oh, yeah, man. If I think we, we beat the death, the nursing things and social uh, or uh, implications of nursing and where you want to go with it yeah. as, as a good starting point. Of, oh, it is. And, and seeing just who you are as a person, I think well, you really captured your current state, you know? True. And, and I do think that it's really fundamentally important to understand, like, you have the control to balance your life. Yeah. And your social life mm-hmm. and your school life and your work life. You have the ability to do things you want to do while you're, <laughs> you may seem stressed out or doing things that require mm-hmm. a lot of time. Like, I mean, I think bring a book with you on the road. Prioritize your time. Yeah, I think a lot of it seems like things take more time than they really do. Yeah. Because, you know, I could I could rattle off all the things I do and I. You know, I say it all the time. I don't know how I do it, but I just tell myself I'm going to do it, right? Right. I'm about to go leave here and do another podcast. And (laughs) things just happen. It just lines itself up, and you just kind of do it. And I think if you just put your mind to do it and be like, all right, well, today's the day I'm going to do X, and you just do it every day. And then eventually, you know, that turns into a habit. That's what I'm saying about waking (laughs) up with an intention to... To, to accomplish something like <laughs> I'm gonna do X today I'm gonna do X today I'm gonna do X today <laughs> every day that is your intention it's a yeah. mantra it turns into a mantra right that is utilized to achieve <laughs> the littlest thing like okay finally after five days of saying this mantra I'm gonna get up and make my bed right you know I didn't make my bed for five days now I'm gonna make my bed and it's like oh I made my bed maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll put my clothes away now right God, keep it, oh gosh, you're right. I, I do kind of sound like Jordan Peterson. Like, <laughs> clean your room. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. These are awesome, dude. I love doing these. And it's great to have you on here for the first right. time. Well, thank second, you. We will second do time. more. We will do more. There'll be more, yeah. for sure. Maybe we'll do one on the road eventually. Oh, dude. We are going I to I mean, it's going to happen. We're going to do it on the road. <laughs> Can't wait. We're going to be by a campfire. Yeah, you're going to be cr- crickets in the background. Searing some meat over the fire. Uh, Woo! Dude. Hell yeah. Till next time, everybody. Adios, guys. Thanks for having me, man. Woo! I love it, dude. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Feeding Curiosity. I hope you all learned something or at least got you thinking. If you want to dive in deeper, please head over to feedingcuriosity.net 
to find related links or just more podcasts and blogs that we've posted there. On top of this, please consider subscribing to our newsletter to stay up to date on the latest happenings on the website. Thank you all for joining me one more time and we'll catch you all in the next episode. 